Hey, 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 let's talk fantasy football today. This week, I'm joined by none other than Brian Hubble. Uh, we're going to go over the Week 10 matchups, have an incredible guest who uh, we have not had join the show yet. We're excited to announce him later on. We'll do the deep dive, and then we'll also go over Brian's mystery segment. It's a mystery to me because I never know what it is until Brian brings it up, so it's always fun. Brian, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm actually really excited about my segment today because uh... – you don't know, and I didn't even put it on our little uh, notes that we have, so it'll be a uh, it'll be a surprise to you. You didn't. You sent. There's a link in there, so I clicked the link. But I mean, I have no idea what it's about. So I'm excited whenever we get there. And for our guest, excited to get to know him a little bit better too. Well, I met him like a few times, like outside of school since we graduated and whatnot. But uh, it'll it'll be fun. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, awesome. This week, Logan alluded to it last week, the matchup of the week, Logan versus Chris. Two number ones going at it. Logan, number one in uh, Jason's Filthy Pod. Chris, number one in Jake's Jumping Beans. It, it wasn't quite an even matchup at the end of the day. Logan ended up scoring more than his projected um, at 188, 189 points. Chris lost to him, scoring only 137, 135. Well, like 138 points uh, below his projected amount. Chris had a rough week. Uh, the poor guy. Maybe you have a matchup like Logan with another number one. You want everybody ready to go. He had Joe Burrow, T. Higgins on by. Um, and his team overall, didn't. they just didn't quite bring the thunder for him. He still had Patrick Mahomes playing really well. Uh, Marcus Mariota, so he had good quarterback play. But other than that, Nobody really played super well for him, and so it's just it, it's pretty hard to see that. Uh, hard to see that from Chris because, like we had him on the podcast today, just an incredible dude, really nice guy. And then Logan, I mean, Logan had a great overall week. Um, the only person he had on by this week was Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews hasn't really been super healthy, so I didn't even know if he was going to make a large like contribution, anyways, to his team. But I mean, Josh Allen, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard. Uh, C.D. Lamb decided to absolutely go ballistic. And Tom Brady, all of them played exceptionally well. The only guys on his team that really didn't perform um, to their expectations was Greg Dulcich, the rookie, um, and then his kicker and a couple of his defensive players. But other than that, I mean, Logan was a force to be reckoned with this week. And it was it would have taken Chris on his peak performance to be able to kind of rival him. So a tough matchup for Chris, but – I mean, good for Logan. It's not going to really affect Chris's standings anyways, at least in our league like, or in our uh, our pod. So, I mean, both of them will be fine, but good win for Logan. Yeah, that was a really good win. Obviously, uh, C.D. Lamb, holistic, as you said. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he also chose the wrong kicker because he always talked about in his last uh, – or his interview with us that he always can't, can't decide between Harrison Butker and Tyler Bass. Obviously, he chose the wrong one this week, so maybe he uh, leans towards him in the future weeks. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, he, he did have a – was Brooks? I don't know what his first name is. His linebacker, Logan's linebacker, just went oh, off. Yeah. But yeah. but that trade, that trade that you had with Chris has already kind of paid off a little bit. Um, those were some of his highest-scoring players this week with Derwin James, Nick Bosa, and Zaire, Zaire. Zero. Yeah, I don't have Zaire, but uh, 
I didn't trade Zaire, but Derwin James and Nick Bosa that I traded okay. to him scored a combined 24. But uh, Justin Tucker had a bye this week. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I forgot the other one was Justin Tucker. So, yeah, but poor Chris. just didn't. He just didn't have the guys that, that were playing this week. And then the guys that did play for him, I mean, like A.J. Brown, just rough week. DeAndre Swift just not coming back from his injury very well. So, just a tough week for Chris, and Logan played really well. Yeah. You know who had a worse week? Easton, as he has now gone back on the losing train after he lost by 30 points to Ryan, 179 to 149. And, man, this is – Justin Jefferson really carried the, carried the way for Ryan here with 35 points. Did you watch any of that game? No, I was doing housework, actually, on Sunday. Have you seen the highlights? At all, I see. I've seen the catch. I saw the catch on like fourth, and they had to get it. it. Did he say anything else besides the catch? No, that was it. That was, that was okay, I, I got to explain it to it. So, yeah, tell me about. So, it. so there was about a minute and thirty or less, and obviously the Vikings are going to take the. I'm trying to remember. They were down by four and needed mm-hmm. a touchdown. And so they're driving, and obviously everyone's seen the catch. Justin Jefferson made one of the best catches I've ever seen. I think it was definitely more impressive than Odell's catch. That can be debated, but I think it was impressive as he just he took it from the defender. But mm-hmm. it ended up coming down to first and goal for the Vikings, and they got all the way down, third, third, third and goal. I believe he ran it. And then they got stopped literally within inches. And so on fourth down, Kirk Cousins decides to QB sneak it. He did not make it. And on fourth so down? Bills, on fourth down, fourth and goal to win the game. With like four, I want to say it was 45 seconds left. Were they tied? No, um, no, the Vikings were up by four. Or no, sorry, the Bills were up by four. So Blank. the Vikings needed a touchdown. Okay. So Kirk Cousins thinks it, doesn't get it. Honestly, through the review, I actually thought he got it, but it was inconclusive. Like, you can't overturn that call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the Bills get the ball. All they have to do is make sure the clock's running and the game's over because the Vikings only have one timeout. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have time. You know, you know what happens? They fumble the snap on the first snap. The Vikings not only get the safety, but they didn't get a safety – they recovered the ball for a touchdown. Oh my gosh! Are it you serious? Was insane! It was. I'm telling you, the Vikings just went crazy. Just they were dancing on the field. Justin Jefferson was going crazy. The whole team. It was. It was a scene. It was one of my favorite. It may have been my favorite uh, football game I've watched all year. And then, <laughs> of course, of course, Josh Allen's going to lead the way in 30 seconds for a field goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, 30 seconds, he goes 60, 70 yards to kick a field goal. They go into overtime. I don't know what else happened because, you know what, CGS had to cut it to apparently the <laughs> game of the week, the Cowboys and Packers, one minute into the game. So I didn't get I, to watch the rest. But I know the Vikings did win by three. That is ridiculous that they cut away a game like that. Everybody was saying it was like the game of the year. I'm t- I watched from first. I watched it bare- from start to beginning, and I couldn't watch it to the, the overtime. Oh, that makes me so mad. 
Oh, I was so upset. I'll, I'll look up the highlights after this, after we do the podcast. I'll, I'll like I'll actually have to see it. Uh, that's something I've been meaning to do anyways, is just like actually watch players and see how well they're really performing and not just seeing yeah. stats. Um, I just haven't done a very good job of that. But Oh, well, that back, sucks. Yeah, you got to watch it. Well, back to the matchup. Um, obviously, just, Justin Jefferson did score 35 points and just uh, Jonathan Taylor scored 27 for Ryan and Josh Higgins for 24. Great week. Um, Houston kind of had a dud. He just didn't have any great players. He also didn't have um, Lamar Jackson as he was on the bye. And Sam Ellinger, as Ethan said, was the next Jalen Hurts. He is now benched back from Matt Ryan. So, obviously, that $50 he spent of FAAB does not look very good. Drake I forgot London he spent on, 50 bucks. Yes. <laughs> Drake London and George Pickens had a pretty good week for Ethan's bench. as They, he, they scored 13 and 15 um, independently. And then overall, just kind of a dud of a week for Easton. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts did score 25, but Easton still got lots of points. So, I mean, he, in reality, Easton scored within .34 of his projected. It was just Ryan who outscored his projected by 28. Did Ryan have anybody? I, I'm kind of looking last second. Other than Jamar Chase, everybody he had was basically playing, right? Like on his well, team. Darren, you have Darren Waller. But yeah, I mean, Darren, Darren yeah. is on IR, so I don't know. And you have uh, George I mean, Kittle, anyways. That's what I was about to say. I mean, re- both of his tight ends really haven't done anything for him this year. No, that that's what sucks, especially because at the start of this year, you see those guys. They're like ranked like the third, fourth, fifth, however you want to say it, like top five, top five, kind of the latter end of it for tight ends, and then both of them just have done absolutely nothing this year. So that's been hard to see especially yep. if you're Ryan when your team was already kind of underperforming a little bit um and then that happens but uh, so did you want to know who had an even worse week than uh than Easton did oh I I, I, I my heart hurt <laughs> sweet sweet beautiful Keegan uh Keegan and Jason played each other this week um Keegan's been kind of falling off a little bit in the Jake's Jumping Beans category. Jason is, I mean, we even know Jason's struggled with injuries this year, and he's just been having kind of a hard time coming out of it. Uh, Jason ended up winning 105 to 60. Uh, 60 might be, I'd have to look at it, Brian, but I think 60 might be the fewest points scored. Yeah, I'd have to look at it. uh, I think it's got to be pretty close. Um, uh, But just, just kind of a hard matchup to see if you're Kega. Uh, he had some guys on by, but he'd been kind of playing. He's got Mike Williams injured, obviously. That doesn't help out at all either. Um, and he's also seeing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just kind of fall into the depth chart. That hurts. Matthew Stafford didn't play. Keegan had him in a starting lineup. Uh, the shining bright spot for Keegan is Tua. Tua has been so efficient, especially when, like, the deep passes, three passing touchdowns, 385 yards. So, that's not, that's something nice to look forward through, like forward to throughout the week for Keegan whenever he's playing, uh, and then for Jason's team, um, Jason had Antonio Gibson kind of come back. I mean, him and Brian Robinson both played well, but Antonio Gibson, uh, his benefit was getting the rushing touchdown and the forty-four rushing yards, um, and then other than that, Jason didn't really have anybody pop off. Aaron Rodgers kind of finally had a good game, getting twenty. 20 points for 224 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. That's good to see all of those passing touchdowns to Christian, Christian Watson, who uh, we haven't talked about, Ron, yet. We can get a look at that later. But 
other than that, not nothing too crazy for Jason either. Uh, both matchups, the guys kind of had a down week. Um, do you have anything else to say about either of these two guys? No, obviously injuries have wrecked um, Jason, but I do like that Chase Young, even though he's a defensive player, is coming back to help him, I believe, this coming week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny he didn't start uh, Cortland Sutton because, like, J- Jason's got some pretty good receivers with Waddle, Johnson, Juju, who – I. Leading up to this week, this was a down week for him. I think he got hurt or something like that. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, leading up to that, Juju has been playing pretty solid. He yeah, he back to back games. Good. Yeah, yeah. But he's got Cortland Sutton on the bench, which, I mean, it's wild to say that you think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy would like they should be playing pretty good, but freaking Russell Wilson just has been terrible. Yeah, so that's that's tough, especially with all the fantasy guys at the, earlier in the year talking about him. I mean, Jason had a lot of guys out, like you said, injuries, bye weeks. It's just, it's just been a little hard for him right now. It is. Well, you may think that one versus two was the match of the week, but some people think eleven versus twelve was the <laughs> matchup of the week. <laughs> I think it's the matchup of the week. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to change it, but I, I, I figured Logan would riot if, if I didn't give it to the two number one teams playing. Yeah, probably he probably would have rioted. I don't know. Well, set the stakes. Uh, set the stakes for this. This was this was Caden's only chance. Well, not only chance, but his best shot at winning. His best shot at winning, and of course, Ron outscored his projection of one hundred twenty-six point three five by one point to take the win, one hundred twenty-seven to one hundred ten to Caden, and just wow. And this was including Christian Watson being on the bench for Ronaldo. Christian know, Watson hurts. scored 33 points. Kadarius Tony scored 19 points. Rashad White scored 14. They're all on the bench. However, what is he? What is he? Why is he starting Allen Robinson? I tell you, like I don't, I don't know if he knows who Christian Watson is. I think <laughs> like, I do what? know because I, I was sitting at a restaurant watching him play and my dad was like oh that's my dude <laughs> tell him to stop starting alan robinson that that's that's not i mean who else does obviously he's got christian watson he's got Kadarius tony too ron i tried I to trade you for Kadarius tony and you were hard like you were playing hardball that was before he got traded now he got traded to the chiefs and you're still not starting him well <laughs> come, I, come on come on ron in his defense, Allen Robinson was projected more than both of those. Well, I guess you're, you've got a point, but how many points has Allen Robinson even scored? He's been 7.9, but, I mean, 5.4, 9.4, 17.3. Yeah, not, you know, okay. I'll, I'll give it to him for right now. Carry yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's probably what he did. He just probably started the uh, highest projection uh, player, I guess. But, anyways. Devin White had a pretty nice week for Caden, though, scoring at a 16.5 points. Daniel Jones had a nice week with 19. Jalen Smith with 19, but nine of Caden's receivers had a good week as Wondell Robinson kind of fell off as he started to get coming on a little bit as he only scored 3.5. But we'll see how that goes. I do like the talent, but I personally don't think Daniel Jones is the answer at quarterback for New York. And so we'll see how that goes. Brian Robinson kind of surprised by the 17.6 points, but good for him. Cole Komet had a great day at 22.4. I 
on Caden's bench. But just Caden's uh, bench was doing great. The Lords yeah, were both, really both both benches on the these teams were doing great, but you gotta start. Honestly, this win probably hurts Ron in his chase because he did jump me in the standing, so they'll ruin his lottery odds a little if the season ended today. And Caden doesn't have his uh, pick anyway, so it doesn't really matter to him. No, he's trying his best. Well, I will go to my least favorite matchup of the week <laughs> as Ricky beat me 150 to 81.64. And man, I just didn't have a good week. To I mean, I I've kind of been decimated with trades. Not like I just have given away everything I have, Even, especially with Kyler Murray being out this week. That hurt also, as he usually gives me a good twenty twenty five points. And when I'm having to start Deami Brown as my super flex, it's yeah. It, See, you you, you know you you know you've been making some trades to get picks whenever you're doing that. Yeah, well, I see. I was sitting here twelve o'clock. I knew Kyler wasn't pro, probably wasn't going to play. However, if I was going to win this week, it was going to be because Kyler scored like fifty points or something like that. And so I just had to wait till the three thirty matchup to see mm-hmm. if he was active. And when he was inactive, I just had to throw in whoever I had. Yeah. Wouldn't have mattered, but at the same time, that's why I did it because he was my only chance if it did. Mm-hmm. Bunch of zeros it's, on my bench. Pretty impressive how many zeros. I noticed that it's it's kind of hard to look at actually. Yeah, zero, zero, zero. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen zeros on my bench. <laughs> Can't believe our benches are even that big. But anyways, uh, Ricky had a decent week. He scored 14 points on their projected. Kelsey scored 19. Hopkins scored 17. There's really nothing crazy out of here. But Ricky did take a big hit with Cooper Cup going on IR. And that will hurt him for a while. And honestly, my personal opinion is that I know Logan is already in first place. But after Cooper Cup, I think he may be on a tier of his own, and he may be bringing his fantasy championship home this year. I think they were saying potentially Cooper Cup could come back in time for, like, the fantasy playoffs. But, I mean, at the yeah. same time, would you even start him if you were the uh, – I just lost their name. The the, the Chargers, well, is that right? No. Los Angeles Rams. Rams. Rams, thank you. Uh, too many L.A. teams. Uh, if would you even let him play if you're the Rams with your season's already washed like it is? We're not doing anything. Probably. I might just keep him out to keep him healthy because he's older, anyways. Yeah, well, probably not. I mean, obviously, obviously he has some players on his bench like Mike Evans, and obviously Joe Mixon was on a bye, so he has players to replace him. But they aren't Cooper Cup. They aren't uh, wide receiver one of last year. No, it's, that's going to be hard. And honestly, if anybody was going to beat Ricky, it was this week. So it was kind of tough that he was facing you after your your team is basically all uh, all, all been traded away. Uh, are you going to – so I just really quick, I noticed Chris uh, Godwin had a good game because he finally got in the end zone. Is that someone you're going to try to push a little bit harder? I know he's only 26, and so it's not like you need to trade him. There's not like a – there's not like, a run, like an old running back. Or anything. Like he's going to be in the league for a couple more years. So what do you think Chris about doing Godwin, on that? Chris, Chris Godwin is the last player that I drafted from the startup draft. 
So I kind of want to keep on to him, but at the same time, I know I should probably let him go. Mm-hmm. But I want more than a first for him, and I feel like I'm the only one who values him more than just a single first rounder. I, th- I mean, I agree with you, Brian. I think he's, I think he's worth more than a first, or like he's at least, he's at least a first. I don't know what year, or like, or whatnot. But I mean, he is, he has good production. It's just kind of hard. Well, I think our league in general is pretty ageist, also, with how yeah. we kind of, we kind of view guys. Uh, we kind of ended that last year too, but. Like, I think he's going to be pretty solid for a couple of years. I don't know if he's going to be like your league winning receiver, but I mean, he's solid. He brings solid well, value to the table. I mean, he averages 15, 16 points. I mean, maybe yeah, I mean, Ricky someone, needs to look. Maybe that's Ricky exactly needs to what I was about to say. Him. Yeah, no, I was about to say the exact same thing. You might hit him. I mean, it could be worth hitting him up. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's part of your rebuild, kind of what you're looking to do. You've got plenty of picks already. Um, it'd be well, like if some of them don't hit, you obviously could have the assurance of Chris Godwin. But yeah, I was just wondering. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But, uh, obviously, uh, Kyler and Godwin are kind of my Your baby. players I'd like to keep. Kind of babies I've just kept for this almost the entire time. So, uh-huh. you you traded well, Kyler. You, you traded to get Kyler, didn't you? Yes, I did. But, but you have I had think, a very long time though. I think I I got the uh, league. You kind of cut it out right there. Sorry, you got to win. Uh, week six or seven of season one. Oh, okay. So, you, yeah, he is. He's kind of one of your foundation guys then. So, that, that makes sense. And I remember that trade. You, you gave up quite a bit to get him. but Yeah, probably uh, not too much. But nah, talk about your favorite matchup of the week. I, I will. This is my favorite. It wasn't for a while because I thought it was getting pretty tight. But this was projection-wise wildly close. Uh, me versus Josh. General Booty versus In Herbo We Trust. And he did try to trust him. Projections were 162.8 on my side, 161.07 on Yasha's side. I ended up pulling it out 167 to 151. Um, now that is like a what is that 16 points, like a 16 point difference on my side. But let me tell you what, it was a lot closer than that, especially leading up throughout Sunday. My team was led by the absolute force of Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley, and Dak Prescott. Uh, all playing pretty, like really well. I mean, well, they played pretty good. Justin Fields played incredibly well. Uh, my receivers just suck. And Tyler Lockett, which we talked, we can talk about the trade later. He was nice. He played slightly above his projections. That helped out. DJ Moore did nothing for me. Zacherts got hurt. It was just, I mean, I still scored 167 points. Like that is not bad, but that's almost solely due to Justin Fields. And then Yash. Man, if you were watching the 720 game, Yash had so many chances to win this thing. Uh, I mean, just in general, we're like really quick. I mean, Christian Kirk, 30 points. Amon Ra, 21. Uh, Dalvin Cook, that freaking jerk busted off like an 81-yard touchdown run, right? Whenever I was kind of finally – yes, right when I was making like some ground on Yash, I was like, all right, I've got a chance. No, he did that. Christian McCaffrey, 18. And then as you kind of go down from there, uh, like Alvin Kamara didn't really score anything. Uh, his defense was just kind of fine. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, apparently he's in a, a committee back role now. So that benefited me heavily. He got stopped at the one-yard line like twice. So that saved me another touchdown. Um, Almond Ross, very same thing. I think he got stopped at the one- or two-yard line too. Guy had 119 receiving yards. So, I mean, this game was always close. Like, it was, it was super close. Uh, what was kind of funny about it, is the the final get like the final night um, Monday night 
Is that right? Yeah. Um, Monday night, we're me and Yash are, are watching this pretty pretty close. I've got Hargrave from Philadelphia, and he's got Justin Herbert. And I mean, there was a, there was a solid chance there where Justin Herbert could have just kind of taken it and won. I mean, uh, I, that night it was like the projections were Yash fifty five percent winning versus me forty five, and then like right at the end of the game, Justin Herbert threw an interception to my guy. And he caught it, like returned it for like six yards or something. But that like literally flipped it right there. So super, super close. Um, I mean, and then Yash left players on the bench. He had Dante Foreman with 20, 22 and a half points. Dalton Schultz and his tight end at 15 points. Uh, he had a chance to take it. I mean, I also had a similar chance to kind of move a little further with Devontae Smith getting like 12 points. He had that fumble at the end of the game that shouldn't have really counted for to negate him. But then Gabe Davis got 21 points. But uh, fun matchup. It was a good one. It had my heart racing the whole time. Josh was talking smack the whole time while he was in freaking Vegas, enjoy like just enjoying himself. So that's awesome. I didn't know he was there. Yeah. Oh, that dog. Yeah, I was messaging him. Uh, he was like, "You watching the game?" I'm like, no, I'm. I was actually doing sheetrock work for my wet bar wrap that I tore out. He's like, "Oh, okay. I'm in Vegas, so same." I'm like, "Okay, you suck." I'm like, "All right, yep." <laughs> like, that's, 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 I love yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, he he's living a good life right now, but yeah, not too good of a life because I was able to put one on him this week. But good win for me, considering my loss last week. So I still have some playoff hopes that are still alive. Um, in terms of the highest score this week, Logan pulled it out, uh, one hundred eighty-eight point eight two. Ryan was in second at one hundred seventy-nine. Um, then fewest points scored this week was Keegan at sixty point three three. That increases Logan's overall. Uh, like he has scored the most points three times now, catching up close to Ricky. Ricky at four times, Easton one time, me one time, Yasha one time. Um, overall, fewest. Keegan added another one to his. Now he's a two time fewest scoring player. Ron's got a four timer, Jason a two time, you, Ryan at one, and Ryan at one. So Ryan had an opportunity here to be both the overall most point scoring player. Like he's on the board for both. Would have been our first guy to do it. So he had a, he had a chance. Yeah, Cade. Sorry, excuse me. Cade and Chris are still the last two to not be on the list at all. Oh, I didn't even check that out. There aren't they? Because Ricky Keegan, yeah. I mean, you re- you really want to be on the list on on and on it for the overall most, of course. But for the overall fewest, if you're tanking, that's true, Brian. Look at you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Only one time. You gotta get rid of Chris Godwin. But I uh, I don't have my pick, so. Maybe next. Oh, that's right. Jason has your pick. I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to do our ad read? Uh, usually do the current league standings. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. I uh, I'm an idiot. So I have a few fun things to announce. The Trout Man has secured the first clinch playoff spot in the experimental dynasty league of 2022 in his 9-1 record that's disgusting yeah it's just <laughs> it's just because he has a five game uh, lead over easton in his division with only four weeks left so he just has clinched it obviously so the trout man number one clinch a playoff spot number two ricky at eight and two number three Chris at eight and two. Uh, Ricky and Chris are kind of fighting right there. Yash is right there though at seven and three at number four. Ryan at six and four. You're also at six and four. However, still out of the playoffs due to Easton 
having more points, which I'll get to in just a second. Keegan at five and five, pushing there, but I don't know if he has the points for because he is two, three hundred points uh, behind everyone else, and so he would have to get up to the fifth spot to probably make the playoffs. Easton at four and six, but he is currently 110 points above you. But I think you can definitely make make up that ground as you have been because it used to be like 250. Mm-hmm. And, and then Jason at four and six also. Obviously, with the point differential, that's not going to be possible. Then you have Ron with his second win of the week or of the year, and so he is now two and eight. And then me at one and nine, and then Caden fills the losers at zero and ten. I know it's the kind of the middle, or like the I guess the, the last couple of playoff spots. Those are gonna be super tight, especially like you said, only four four games left of the year. And, I mean, Easton's got a really solid team, and it's hard to compete with his two quarterbacks that he's got. But if Justin Fields keeps playing like he is, and I'm trying my hardest to get a better wide receiver, but next week is not going to help me out at all, Brian. I've got so many guys on by. Like, the the whole reason I had to make that trade with you today (laughs) because of that. So, um, I don't really have an ad read. I was trying to figure out the ads before, before I hopped on so we could see, like, what we get. Um, I might like send you some screenshots and sh- like show you what I'm filling out. It was like, what kind of business do you have? I'm like, what do you mean? What kind of? I'm a, I'm a podcast. I talk about fantasy football with my buddy Brian. Like, what <laughs> what kind of product am I? What kind of product am I selling? Entertainment? The, the, the product of entertainment and comedy? So like, we all, we broadcast to the millions. Sure, we have a business plan. What is there like? We, we broadcast to the tens. What's your core <laughs> values, Jake? My my core values. Well, I, I was gonna say to talk crap, but we really don't do that either. If I talk crap, I take it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, it's your top five interests, Paul Macbeth. Well, I do love disc golf. You know what? The the ad read. I'll make it. I'll make it something I use a lot on my home repair right now. Uh, Ryobi Power Tools. So here's the deal. You don't want to spend the money. You don't want to buy DeWall or Milwaukee, even though they are far superior tools. Um, but you don't want to just go to Walmart and forget the heart brand because no one's going to make fun of you more than whenever you see the white and blue tools with just heart on it. They have heart, but they don't have enough heart to be able to function very well. Uh, so what do you do? You look for the really ugly green color at, uh, I think it's Home Depot. I think Home Depot is the one who carries them. Yeah, it's Home Depot. You go to Home Depot and you're like, oh, this tool is right in the middle of garbage and great. It's also right in the middle price-wise. So you know what? I'm just going to stay in the middle the rest of my life. And then you just buy a whole bunch of power tools and your whole garage just turns green and you love it. And then you have issues trying to bore through holes on your top plate of your house and you're up in your attic for like 20 minutes trying to do that like me. But you know what? It's okay because you save money. Bye, Ryobi. Well, speaking of mediocre, uh, we will now go to our guest. Welcome back, everybody. It is my absolute honor to welcome you all, or sorry, to welcome our guest, Jason, destroyer of things, Hoagland. Jason, how is your beautiful self today? Oh, I'm great. Oh, I was going to ask, what's this? Uh, how's the, uh, how do y'all feel about chips being eaten while? Well, Logan absolutely destroyed us with chips the last podcast. What? So, what did you say? 
<laughs> Logan destroyed us with chips the last podcast. So it, cannot, it, it physically cannot be any worse. He was gathering sticks, <laughs> swirling his glass the whole time and eating. So, I mean, realistically, glass like never, a, a, a <laughs> that's when Shelby started washing dishes. No uh, respect. I put my wife in the bedroom and I said, You stay here until I come out. <laughs> I said, Don't you dare interrupt this podcast. Okay, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't actually, I can't wait for the podcast itself now and getting the interviews. Because <laughs> well, so far, you're by far the funniest person we've had on already. Oh. Oh, I can't wait for Logan to listen to this. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. I've uh, I've always dreamed of hosting or even being on a podcast. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm a I enjoy a good podcast. I've been through, uh, you know, a few kind of binging on here and there. But uh, you know, thanks for having me and. Uh, I think it's really cool what you guys and the other co-commish, uh, Logan Hubble, uh, are doing. It's the Dynasty um, League is really cool. So it's a lot of fun. Even if even if my dreams are shattered this year, you know, it's 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 <laughs> I'm in for the long haul. Oh, that, that's so good to hear, though. I mean, it is hard though. It's being decimated by injuries and like the rebuilding process. It's freaking hard, and it's not like the most fun thing. And so that's what, one, thank you for all your kind words. And then two, I mean, that's kind of what the podcast is for. Um, like I went through three years basically of suck and it did suck. So I got to kind of like get to know you guys better and different guys in the league. And like, that's what made it fun. So um, we're hoping that this podcast can kind of, it's it's more for us than it is for literally anybody else to like listen to outside of it. It's straight up like just for our league and hopefully to get some more enjoyment out of it. But, but thank you. Wait, that's very appreciated. When did you get into fantasy football, Jason? Oh, that's a great question, Brian. I'm glad you asked. Um, well, when y'all were still playing with toys in the sandbox, uh, I, was, <laughs> now, I think I was, let's see, when 09, was 09 when Brett Favre was with the Jets? Ooh, that's a good question. Because a guy, a really nice guy that I used to go to church with, um, he invited me to this league. And I love, I love football. You know, I was a big Brett Favre and Dallas Cowboys fan. And um, I didn't, I didn't have internet at home, so I like went to my grandpa's house and set up like a pre-draft. You know who I wanted, and so yeah. first overall, Brett Favre with the Jets. <laughs> it was your memory is really good, by the way. It, well, I, I only remember yeah. It was like because because later on I was like wow that was a horrible draft second <laughs> for all Marion Barber of the Dallas Cowboys so surprisingly I somehow got six that year because I was just dominating the waiver wires when those like older guys didn't know what, what was going on I think I got um, Ronnie Brown with the Dolphins who blew up but it was a lot of fun um, and then I just played with them for a few years and then. I think it was like this league when it was just a redraft when I was in mm -hmm. high school, probably that I started getting more into it and uh, had like an awesome year and one before we were actually putting money in, which is lame, but 
unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, it was like ten. It was like fifteen years ago. I guess I've been playing. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. how, how did you yeah. How did you do it without internet? Like, how did you do waiver wires and stuff? Um, you know, go to the library. Uh, be like, mom, <laughs> really gonna get this guy? <laughs> that's awesome. Risk on dialogue. You were on ground zero. Yeah, I was basically like calling in trades, like on you know wall street floor type of thing honestly i think that sounds so fun when i hear back like even like i've read the matthew berry book which i've mentioned before like he said he started when there's like no internet and he literally would count these scores by hand that would suck but it was it was so like hearing the waiver wires like people would call him uh, and like say like hey i'm gonna bid this much or hey i'm gonna use my waiver pick on this dude or do a trade or it was, like, a that so fun. it was a lot of work, but it, it felt more personal and like felt like you accomplished something rather than just getting on your phone. Yeah, I agree. All so, right, well, we go ahead. Yeah, I, no, I, I like for the guys to kind of describe themselves and talk about themselves. But instead, what we've been doing, we, we kind of accomplished the same thing. Uh, tell us, Jason, about your top five interests in life. Oh, Okay. Oh man. Yeah, let's get to know you. Let's get to know you a bit. Okay, okay. All right, coming in dead last, I'm gonna say my wife. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> no. well, we, we are like we already understand that though. We yeah. understand besides that like love true. and family and friends. Um so top five. I, I won't rank them because I haven't I would it would take a lot more time to break it down and all the nuances, but I would off the top of the dome, I'm going to say uh, golf. I have a membership at Jimmy Austin, the OU Golf Club. Got that because my wife worked for OU, so it was a lot cheaper. It's a lot of fun if you'll ever want to go. Is, how much is it? Do you mind um, me asking? It was, it, it was an upfront fee. There was no, like, initiation fee. It comes out to about 250 a month. Oh, so, that's not bad at all, no, honestly. Two rounds of – uh, what they charge, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, I like, I really like good TV shows. Um, ever since I was a kid, like I was obsessed with Malcolm in the middle as a kid. Um, and then from there it was like breaking bad. Um, all the, let me think. Um, I got into like house of cards and stuff and then, like the Sopranos has been my go-to the last few years. It's it's pretty timeless. Um, Righteous Gemstones is really good. Anything Danny McBride does, Succession. So I, I really like well-written TV shows that are like kind of dark but funny. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Breaking kinda... Bad is actually my favorite TV show. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. it's great. Um, I like that Danny effect. McBride's hilarious. Yeah, Danny McBride is a genius. Zach Galifianakis, um, the Between Two Ferns, he's so funny. Um, let's see. So, uh, and then just like, I guess OU football would be up there. I really, um, you know, well, Jason White went to Tuttle, as you might know. 
Uh, <laughs> I was like, only, only when I see the water tower, am I reminded? Yeah. Or the, shri- or the shrine we had for him in the cafeteria. Jason White Boulevard. Um, so I was like, let's see, 03. I was eight, and he was like winning the Heisman Trophy. And a lot of my family liked OSU, but my dad was kind of converting to OU because he worked there and or he was working there some and like Jason White. And so I got obsessed. And so like Jason White, Sam Bradford, I just like idolized them. And then I got to see Baker Mayfield like play every game at OU because I was had student or every home game because I had student tickets. That was a, he was a he was a god in college too. Yeah, he he was untouchable. He, yeah, he was he he took us from like Trevor Knight and Blake Bell like going seven and five to like going to the college football playoff twice. And if we had any shred of defense, we could have done well. But it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, five is hard. Five is hard, isn't it? It's a little tough. I guess I'm kind of lame. Um, I really enjoy hanging out with with the buds, you know, just mm-hmm. shooting the shit and, you know, having some beverages, things of that nature. Um, I like, yeah, I like, uh, you know, little kickbacks, things like that. That's, I guess that's for... Um, I've been getting into Call of Duty lately. I, I was obsessed with Modern Warfare 2 and middle school and high school. And then recently, Easton, uh, the very humble brother of Logan and Brian. Very <laughs> humble brother, yes. Underspoken, if you will. Just very meek. Um, yeah, he's he, he convinced me to get it, and that's been fun. So... What do you play on? I like playing games, like hanging out. I love sports. I will play any sport, like from cornhole to volleyball, whatever. I'm I'm always down. I it's like the competition is so fun. I think when I was younger it was almost too much I was too like way too competitive. Like I'd get really angry, but um now I just kinda like know I suck at a lot of things and it's <laughs> It's just fun to play. I'm sure people have more fun playing with you anyways. Like, not because I, I was kind of the same way, getting really competitive with things. Sometimes you're, I'm not For the sure. best person in the world when that happens, but it, that's cool that you've matured through like past that. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I try. I can't, ima- I can't imagine. Oh, I would, if I played a game with 15 year old me, oh, I would, I would, I would hate that game. Hey, what do you play Call of Duty on? Uh, the X-Bone. It's, I thought it was a great system, but it's slow as crap now. Like, I'm coming into games like they're halfway over, so I might need to get the new Xbox. But, yeah, I play on that. Uh, okay, me and enough. Ethan both have the Xbox One. He's been trying to convince me to get Call of Duty, but I've been staying strong because I know the amount of hours I'd waste on it. Yeah, I haven't seen my wife in a while. She's she's been locked in the room this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't you play Call of Duty? My yeah. KD's my KD's ridiculous right now. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's fun. I, I it's because it's like I think I've never been a gamer. I like sports games with friends, and I like Call of Duty because you also get to play with friends. So it's like the social aspect is mm-hmm. as well as like the the competition and stuff is a lot of fun. I do agree. Sports games I've mainly played, but obviously I played a ton of Modern Warfare 2 back in the day, which I think most people our age did. It was incredible. They were I was nice. expecting like some terminal and wasteland on this one, but uh, just been a bunch of dumb maps. So. Oh, I, term- uh, you know for a fact they'll bring them back whenever they do like map packs. Yeah, that not, great. that that's gonna have they're gonna get guys to start buying stuff for sure by doing that. Are you playing COD, Jake? No, I really want to. I so like I bought a house and so I'm like redoing the house right now. And I know, oh. Jason, I know I know that if I get that game, I am not gonna do anything more for my house. Like I know the game is so good because both of my managers at work play it. And they like that's all they talk about. And those guys are not well, one of them plays video games, but the other guy is not a video game guy like at all. And he loves it. But all I have is a, a PS4. Um, which I know it's cross compatible, so like I still, I'm still probably gonna buy it within like the next week or so. Being honest, because I, I want to play no, it so hey, bad. Stay strong, get your house done. Oh, no, <laughs> dude, I, there's there's so much work to do. I, the we, fixer upper that we bought is gonna require a lot of work. So if me if me and uh, Jake get it, we could have a uh, for me, Easton, uh, Jake, and Jason uh, all be on the same team, like all duty. Maybe That'd have a so diamond. Dynasty Call of Duty. Hell yeah. Clan. We'll make a clan. Yeah. For sure. Man, I I can't imagine. I, I know a lot of people that get those fixer-uppers or, like, rent houses, and they're just working on it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm that disciplined. I, I don't know if I have the work ethic for it. You know what I mean? Dude, it, so you – I mean, I make a lot of – I like I procrastinate a lot. I make a lot of excuses, Jason. You know, my wife comes like, "Oh, you got to do the podcast tonight." Or getting out with friends, but it has been fun. Like at the end of the day, I make a lot of mistakes, and I have to redo things like all over, like all the time. But if you can be comfortable-ish, kind of like in a construction zone, it's great. But it does make me value going over to a friend's house who actually has a complete house. Like it is nice to go someplace <laughs> with like sure. nice floors. It's just like a normal home. Uh, but yeah. it, it, but I mean, it's okay. But like, it's. I think anybody could do it. I think the big part of it right now is just buying the house in this market. Uh, was was difficult as it is, and so we bought yeah. something that we knew we, we could get, and we could put the time into it to kind of fix it up. But yeah, Jason started on the market. Yeah, it's 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 miserable. Jason, enough about me. I want to hear more more about you. Is that okay? Sure, that's cool, man. Let's... What do you like to drink? Oh, strictly water and soda. Uh, next question. Don't give me that. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Don't give me that. Go- Don't give yeah. me that garbage. Yeah. Okay, that's a great, great, great question. Um, you know, I started out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the full history. So, starting out, I was, a, I was late to the game. I was like freaking. I was in my senior year of college. I was, I was very really. Late. Yeah, I I had a, a lot of hang-ups about it, and, you know, I didn't just want to be a good boy. And then yeah. something snapped, and I was like, called Logan's old sweet mate, Tom, who was a hardcore partier, and I was like, dude, what's the move? It was a Wednesday night. They were going to the bars. So I got 
uh, I got into like Crown and Red Bull because it's like uh-huh. hyped. It's a nice mix. Um, and then I hated beer. I mean, everybody I don't does. Everybody it was, does it the first time. And then I moved to, well, eventually I moved to Ada um, many, several years later. And I just kind of, I just kind of was like, all right, I'll, I mean, I can't just keep buying crown and you know all that red bull yeah (laughs) crown and red bull at home yeah after a day at work just chilling (laughs) it's like you have some crown and red bull with dinner so i logan really liked miller light so i tried that and i think the way i got into beer was uh just putting a shit ton of lime juice in it um and I still love a good uh, lager with lime juice. Um, it really doesn't have to be a Mexican beer. But, um, oh, she emerges from the cave. Get back! What, <laughs> what is your wife's name? Devin. Devin? Okay, I've only ever seen pictures of her, and you guys are a very cute couple. But I've never actually, I've never actually met her before. Or yeah. I guess I haven't seen you in years either. It's been a minute. Yeah, we... We need to hang out for sure. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, yeah, so I got got into that with with the lime juice, and then it kind of fade phased out the lime, and then really the I got into like IPAs and hazy IPAs because of the like bang for your buck on percentages. Because I'm a big, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, if. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah. I I was slight um, for many years, and then uh, put on some muscle, and then kind of I got real cut after college because I got obsessed with um, vascularity and whatnot. And then I got married, and I didn't really give a shit anymore. So then I started drinking beer, and um, you got comfy. I got comfy, dude. Uh-huh. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, a hundred percent, buddy. I get it. I'm a, I'm a big IPA guy. I, I, I like um, Everything Rhymes with Orange, Coop F5. You made a big jump then. You went from not liking beer at all to straight in IPAs. Yeah, and I still, yeah, it was a weird, I know a lot of people think IPAs taste weird, but I guess because um, I just jumped straight there, it's like my favorite. I, I got used to it, and it's just like, I know it's a little bitter, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's your thing. It's your thing now. It's great. Yeah. Um, me and I went and visited Logan in Colorado Springs. Uh, just got back yesterday. And, um, Did we you have an Army and Navy? He made me an Army and Navy. Um, it was great. Might have thrown it up a couple times. But uh, <laughs> he, said, he said that y'all visited him and stayed for like 36 hours. Like y'all drove all the way out there to stay for a day and a half. Because we love him more than you love him. I think for almost a week. <laughs> I no, just... it, it was it was a very fast drive, honestly. That's really no, not fast drive, like just a fast trip. I mean it was a lot of driving, I agree. That's tough. Jake, what uh or well, both of you, what's what's your drink? What's your drink of choice? Right so I'm 
so I'm probably currently on I, I don't really like beer like I can drink it but I've never like I probably just, I just don't like it basically like the only times I've had it's like if I like at a baseball game or something like, kind of like where you kind of like you should that should be your choice of drink but really just co- any cocktails that's yeah drink. I'm kind of lame if you got a cocktail at a baseball game I would straight up move seats <laughs> you see my point you see my point why i like that's the place i would uh drink a beer at so you're like pouring out your beer on the side like you just ordered it to fit in yeah the whole, the whole time yeah you're just kind of like oh yeah i love this i love, I love this he's looking at bush it's great he's doing the thing where he's like acting like he's drinking it but he's pouring it like over his shoulder uh-huh yeah, <laughs> dude. oh sucked. yeah the, the guy behind me just drenched oh yeah he it's <laughs> The, I feel like I feel like Brian. You kind of have to like make yourself like beer because that's kind of how I got in my life. Yeah, uh, but no. So I love just being straight with you. I love alcohol. I think all alcohol is phenomenal. Just about every bit of it. Um, personally, what I drink like whenever it's just like me hanging out uh, is I I love Coors and I love Shinerbach. I think both of those are just Coors, Coors is nice and easy. I mean, it, that's just obviously a typical uh, American beer. But Shiner's great. I I love Shiner. And then just about really, uh, it, I I love going to breweries and trying out like what they have. And so like Coop's great. F five is great. It's a freaking great beer. Like you like you said earlier, um, Carbach makes some really good beer. I think it's a brewery down in Houston, and we get a lot of stuff uh, of theirs like up here in Tulsa too. So I um, I love beer. I just love about any type of beer. That's more of like my go to. Um, and then I'm me and my friends. We're kind of getting more into whiskey. Yeah, just kind of drinking it straight, trying different For types sure. of bourbon. And so yeah. it's been – I think I like it because I appreciate uh, how it's made and, like, the effort and, like, the discipline and the passion people have for it. It's so, like that's why I really like beer. I like Coop. Uh, I like whiskey. So I like just about anything, man. Yeah, I've, my, uh, I've had a lot of people tell me, like, just get into whiskey, and I, I could. Um, I've – but it's, like, the only ones I like are expensive. They're, like – eight or 12 uh-huh. aged you know and that's you know that's tough but yeah have you had the shiner holiday i actually have them in my fridge right now they're so good uh like peach and pecan kind of thing i had my first one was last i had it last year um and then i was at target getting some stuff from friendsgiving and i saw them i was like oh thank the lord they're back they're back <laughs> so uh, they're good they're good so you're in tulsa yes yeah I- i'm up a little bit north of you okay Cool. Uh, yeah, dude. Thanks. We'll we'll talk more. Just talking after the podcast. We'll like we'll we'll catch up and whatnot. Um, how so? Fan, like going back to kind of fantasy football. Is this is this league something that you spend like a lot of time kind of checking in on it, trying to like upgrade your team or look at potential trades, or with your team kind of being a little more injured right now, are you more of like kind of waiting out the year? Yeah. So uh, in the off season, I was like really trying to build it up to where I could like make a run um, to just like sneak into the playoffs and then get lucky. But since like my roster is decimated, I've kind of just been chilling and like just kind of like waiting it out. Um, Yeah. I mean, I definitely check in on it uh, all the time, but I just look at the, my bench and I just, I weep a little bit. Oh, that's so sad, Jason. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason, do you want to go over all the injuries? 
Yeah, uh, go ahead. We'll, oh, you know, we'll you're right, Brian. We'll, we'll go over that. Question. We'll go over that minute. Okay. Yeah, we'll go after. We'll go over that in a minute. And uh, uh, guess how many zeros I had on my team this week? How many zeros is it? Oh, like they scored, scored zeros. Scored zero. I don't know. Six. Thirteen. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's, yeah. Brian's having a rough year too, but Brian also has like a hundred draft picks. Yeah, so, Brian, the draft uh-huh. pick you've accumulated is uh, is impressive. I have wheeled and dealed my way to the pick. Awesome. Uh, so you almost, almost fleeced the, your dad. What'd you say? You almost fleeced your dad. I know. He just he I, I know you he, he just didn't he doesn't trust himself to make sub picks, honestly. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's where that trade came from. He would yeah. he would he would probably trade two devs for a first if they wasn't gonna get vetoed. I'm gonna keep that in mind. I didn't even have to look at the trade, like it was already vetoed before. And like I'm not a big veto guy, I'm just being honest. I think if someone's willing to make a trade they should let it happen. Uh, well, but man, but man, that was a <laughs> Well, there, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was already two vetoes on, and people were complaining. So I just told him to switch his vote, and I vetoed also. Oh, uh, okay, okay, that explains. Yeah, that. I because uh... I just didn't want to deal with it. Especially kind of one of those things like uh, we'll talk we'll talk about this, but like obviously like you and Logan can't really trade because he, y'all help each other, and then same thing with Logan helps Easton, so they can't trade. That's kind of the same way, the way with my dad. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I do I do ask I do Logan's my special advisor because he's like absurdly smart and he's obsessed with fantasy football so why wouldn't I ask him like it's like you're like in the stock market and you got freaking Warren Buffett in your contacts and you're not gonna ask him like what should I do so uh, yeah I you know I don't love that I don't have full autonomy over it, but I also don't trust myself, as y'all might have remembered from the Aaron Rodgers trade. (laughs) (laughs) But how much (laughs) – hey, at the time, to be fair, at the time, that was not a bad trade. I don't – Like what you're trying to do. That bad. If Rodgers gets traded or, like, still plays for, like, three or four years, I don't think it's that bad. Quarterbacks It's not that bad if Rodgers – season yes. like but I think he will honestly now the more I think of it just because of the contract. Yeah. No, I, I completely quarterbacks are just worth so much in this league. Like they, they yeah. realistically are and Aaron Rodgers is no scrub. He is just having a really bad year. Where yeah. they do not they do not have people who can help him out. He freaking hates rookies. And I either way, uh I don't think it's a bad trade. It just looks looks more rough right now, especially considering uh, the rough start Rodgers has had to the season or kind of past the midway yeah. point or whatever. But, I mean, what, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, was, it's like a, he was a year away from his MVP season. Yeah, he had like two MVPs in a row or something. Like, uh-huh. it's – yeah, I, I stand by the trade. It's just like right now it looks bad. But Jason, uh, do you have a favorite or a least favorite trade? A favorite what? Favorite or a least favorite trade. Yeah. If not, that's fine. Yeah, I do. Let's hear it. Um, in the off season, now it's a little bit like it was way better before Cam Makers like fell off the map, but it's still a great trade. I traded, um, well, 
Okay, it's still my favorite, even though one of the picks turned into Kenneth Walker. Um, mm-hmm. I traded my first, the like pick four and five of this draft because I didn't love the draft after like the first couple picks um, for Jalen Waddle and Cam Akers. And now like Waddle's worth like several picks. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that one. I'm sure Jake knows the Jalen Waddle price that you have set. <laughs> I know very, I know it very well, and he's priced in very well for reasons. So <laughs> I, 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 I completely understand. Yeah. It just hurts my heart. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, and and actually, can I read you? Um, I won't say who offered this. You can look it up. Who has these players? But can I say an offer I got for Jalen Waddle? I, I would love know, to hear so it. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. He who will not be named. Hey, real quick, real quick though, if you get an offer for Jalen Wall and it's legit, I'm gonna trust you in what your offer is, and I will probably come back with another one. Like, if you're seriously considering one, let me know first, please. Like, get okay. me in a bidding war with somebody because I I'm just interested. But carry on. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. I mean, it's rare. It's rare, really, um, only you and Caden pretty much offer me things. It's usually me going to Ricky or Yash uh, where we close some deals, but I'll let you know. Okay. Thank you. So this person. Uh, oh, hello, Frida. Sorry, my cat. Get out of here. So uh, listen to this. <clears throat> I'm curious if this would interest you. It's Caden. Geno Smith, Brian Robinson, or Khalil Herbert, Brandon Ayuk, Jordan Addison, and a 23 second for Jalen Waddle and Brian's 23 first. Oh man, that that 23 first is going to be worth something. I was, okay, I was honestly like gonna disagree with you until you said the twenty three first. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like yeah. I was like, I was gonna say like that was decently fair, and then I heard the twenty three first. I was like, well, never mind. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Waddle's still the best player like, out of that whole. The yeah, whole trade. especially in the dynasty league, if you're, it's it's hard to trade the best asset. Uh, it really is. That's that's why like Jake's offered me some solid trades, but it's like, man. He's my best player, and he's also uh, I get it. 23. So I got to, like, either hang on to him or get, like, you know, three or, like, two or three picks in a dev or whatever. Like, it's I, think it's I think it's worth probably two devs or maybe two firsts and two seconds or something like that. If I'm just yeah. randomly throwing something. That's what I think is fair, but not somewhere what you would. No, be. not to be able to actually – Get, like get the player and you know i've talked about that brian like what a player is worth versus actually what you have to pay to get them is a whole different thing Correct. yeah it, it really is but no i mean jason i can obviously i message you a lot about it like a lot uh for good reason i mean he's a great he's a phenomenal fantasy asset to have so i mean you're right if you're going to trade him especially kind of with how your team's looking right now uh i mean you you would need something big in return for it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I would make that trade 10 times out of 10 and just freaking throw Cam Akers out. Like, I would give both of those first away, I think, dude, for uh, 
yeah for 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 Jalen Waddle. I think that's a little tougher seeing like what Ken Walker's like become. For but sure, I would look. I would look at it that way. I would look at it more along the lines of like you've got Jalen Waddle, twenty three years old, going to be in the league for like another seven years probably. Ken Walker might be a stud for like maybe two or three because that's just how running yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like yeah. timeline of like when uh, my team will be like competing, it'll be even better. Uh, but no, really? I mean, it was good. Good trade. When do you think you'll win your first uh, dynasty championship? Um, if you had to throw a year out there, are we saying like the start of the season? Like this is twenty two. Correct. Uh. I could see like I could see me like winning or being really close from like twenty five to twenty nine. Okay. I honestly like I I honestly think you could have a chance. Actually, we'll go off later, but I I think you could have a chance in twenty four also. Yeah, yeah. It's there's definitely a chance in twenty four because like mm-hmm. Javante is a beast. Depends on how he recovers from. Uh, his injury and then I got I did really like my trade I think I think I traded Keenan Allen for TJ Hawkinson straight up maybe and I I think that was right and I I like that one because I mean I had Ertz but he was older and I just really needed like a stable tight end and they're hard to find, like a young, uh-huh. solid tight end. Yeah, I agree. Well, before we're going to get into your team right after this, but do you have any changes that you would like to see in the league, like rule changes? If not, that's okay. Or say your favorite yeah. rule changes that we've had to date. Um, man, favorite rule changes. Well, I actually – I talked to um, Chris – who's kind of a ghost in our league. And (laughs) we have a – I went to this, like, just kind of a – Sam Hughes and his husband, Michael, have, like, a weekly party. Or not a party, just kind of, like, they have their work friends over and, like, eat and drink and stuff. And I went and I saw Chris and I stared at him and I was like, dude, I know you. And he was like, are you in that fantasy football? League? Shut up. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, uh, that's so sick, actually, that you guys yeah. saw each other and you knew each other solely through this league. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was awesome. So Chris is – he's super chill. I like him a lot. Um, and we were talking like a couple weeks ago about – he was saying – that he thinks that maybe like in 2025 or six after like after the what we've established as the picks that maybe we phase out the dev picks so that we have a clearer picture of what the first round picks are as well as making them more valuable and i thought thought about that too i thought that was really interesting because well, I think that I think that we're or, uh, like researching good college players. Like Logan getting Bijan Robinson was awesome. Me getting Caleb Williams before he even played. Like I'm really proud of that. But like 
I think that's awesome, but it's also like it makes it hard to evaluate a trade when you're like, <clears throat> okay, this dev pick, A, it's like four years away from even producing or three years. B, they might not work out like Justin Ross with me or mm-hmm. uh, also like, okay, I got a first round pick, but like the two best players aren't going to be there. So like, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought that was like, it sounded like a, like something I might like just to make um, trading more like um, clear on the value of it. And it also would make the rookie draft like really freaking crazy. It can make the rookie draft more of like a fun thing to go to, like as a group. Exactly. Yeah. Draft it in in public. Brian, we've talked about it before with how like critical, like, oh, not almost crucial, like the dev draft is to like how it makes this thing special. And like also the um, the dev draft makes this league something where like it really benefits those guys who are like going to put in like the extra effort, like the extra mile into like the research and all that stuff. But I mean, I see both points. I think this is definitely something that like it'd be fun to get the whole group together and like actually have a discussion, like you get around the bonfire or something like that, drink a little bit and talk about rule changes and whatnot, like what it could be instead of just throwing something out like in the group me and just praying someone votes on it yeah it's kind of hard to vote on rule changes when it's just like a group me that like half the league even keeps up with brian what were you gonna say i I can feel i can feel you i can feel it i you you both know that dev picks are my favorite part of the uh dynasty league like soul-handedly i think uh, besides watching my team on sundays i find myself watching college college games looking at potential players that I may want in the future. And I know that Jaden, or Jaden, I was said Jake and Caden. <laughs> Jake and Caden do the same, and I know Logan does too. I, I started doing like, it more often because of this league, Brian. I think that, like, that's been a part of it. Um, I, I mean, we, we, we've discussed it, but it's like the more casual players in this league are going to get left behind when it comes to doing dev drafts and whatnot. Um, the people who are really – completely all in like in terms of not all in like in this league but like all in in terms of like fantasy football is my life those are the guys who are going to do well where they're listening to like a million different podcasts or finding like the right research forms um and like really, really looking into it so like it definitely it, it is a i'd call it like a separator or uh like a skill gap like on a video game sometimes for like guys who really like look into it and how logan mentioned it's the way you can kind of spend your money and like elevate changes in your strategy for that too. You, some guys spend their money on effort, like uh, yeah. picking, guys, picking guys up where they can save it all and try to put it towards the dev draft. So, I mean, I will also a, mention yeah. that the whole, like you get two dev picks and then you're screwed because you can't spend as much money as you want on them. So it's like, that doesn't really like, I think that's what frustrated me this year was like, I had two, and I thought I spent enough on the first one, but like you literally have to deplete your entire funds to get a high pick. And mm-hmm. which is which is kind of why I'm trying to uh, save up money. I was always bleed through my trades, but I, what I do agree with you, Jason, 100% is make finding different ways. Which you've done a pretty good job this year with the uh, the trophy presentation, and then obviously Poker Day. But like just getting together as a league because. I, I mean, obviously, we could all, we're all really good friends, but we don't see each other as often. So, how are we 
how do we make that happen? And I'm always open to stuff like that, even if it's not about the rookie draft, but if it's about, let's we have a rule change night. Like that's, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that or whatever it is. Like, and even if you do live far away, just hop on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever and just let's talk. Yeah, yeah, Logan has to come. Logan has to meet us. Yeah, Logan, it would have to be a day that He's Logan a commissioner. He's somewhere. a commissioner. He has to be there. Yeah, so it would have – I mean, obviously, we would have to think about it, but I do agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like 50-50 on the dev draft, personally. I've thought about the, both the pros and the cons of it. Um, yeah. I mean, I like both ways. I think that's why, to some extent, when you look up, like, a bunch of dynasty leagues – they don't do a like a lot of them don't do a dev draft. They do the picks because they picks can be used a little bit more fluid. Maybe not fluid, but there's a little bit more weight to them, For and sure. they can actually like make trades go through. And you wouldn't see as many like you no know, like no offense to Chris or anything because we like we've talked about the trade and kind of like the fairness of it. But the DeAndre Swift trade with me and Chris, like I wouldn't be getting five picks for DeAndre Swift. It might be like two first, yeah, instead or something like that instead of. But um, I definitely like I I really like uh, the idea of, of drafting college players. It's just like it's hard. It makes coming up with trades very difficult because there's so much uh, variance and like whatever, just like risk. Because like oh yeah, let me get another dev that year. Okay, so I'm gonna get like a high one and like the last one because I don't have enough money. Add it to the list of things we'll discuss. Uh, I'm on bonfire night, Brian. Okay. Or, I, I got a list. Even just, like, capping what you can spend on the dev, and then, like, if several people are willing to spend $100, then you just, like, draw straws type of thing. And then whoever, like, doesn't get it doesn't have to spend 100 or something like that. Well, I think what it, the way to combat that is to make it a open auction. Yeah. And so, like, and so that's another way to combat it because the hundred dollars seems kind of weird because I don't want another lottery within a lot like already a different one, so I don't want like to leave it up to too much chance. But maybe an open auction because it allows people to be more upfront. Like, and if you don't win the number one pick, then you don't have to bid on number two or whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and maybe I, maybe that's maybe that's when we have all get together. We have our dev pick bidding, and we're all bidding hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever it ends up being. And because yeah, I mean it's it's just some strategy. And then um, we throw in like whoever wins at FIFA gets it or something like that. <laughs> oh God, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> we can, we could not do that. Uh, okay, uh, Jason, we'll go. We'll, we'll get finally into your fantasy team deep dive now. And so, before we start, kind of going through your team, um, I'd like for if you don't mind, kind of explaining like what makes your team yours. Uh, if you have any general fantasy philosophies that you follow, or that have changed throughout the years that you like, kind of try to stick to, or that kind of guide you with the creation of your team and, the, and like the build. Sure. Um... Yeah, so, like, when I started, I had no idea what I was doing, and I also, like, had never done Dynasty uh, or even Keepers. So, like, 
I basically just picked for that season. And I had a great first season. Oh, you did. You got fourth. To the championship. I don't think I lost by like 0.2 points to Ron. But mm-hmm. um, on Monday Night Football, probably. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I got, you know, Kyler was – I got the two best receivers with Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams. And then Michael Thomas kind of falls off, and I got a lot of assets for both Devontae and uh, Kyler later when I was rebuilding. But um, I – Jake, you have Justin Fields, right? Yes, sir. Um, I really like players – like him and Kyler and Lamar. And, like, I don't have quarterbacks like that because I just haven't been able to, like uh, – well, you know, I I have Caleb in the draft. But I like where they have – or, like, Jalen Hurts, where they have the running. Uh, you get the yards off running, the touchdowns off running, and then they're good passers as well. So it's like – they're like a backup running back as well as a passer. And so mm-hmm. you got – the athleticism uh, on there. So I think like that's really smart to invest in. And then um, I think I like, I always used to hammer hard on like running backs and then wide receivers later, like get the top running backs first and wide receivers later. But with um, PPR, like I didn't used to have play with PPR that kind of changes everything. So, like, you get a dominant uh, – someone who gets, like, a ton of targets, then that's going to be worth more than a running back who's more likely to get hurt or share carries. Um, so, then going from there, then I kind of like running backs who are, like, really good in the passing game. Like, Austin Eckler is so consistent. Or, like, Joe Mixon had five touchdowns the other day. Like – Guys like that that are just, like, getting the points per reception and also, like, hitting, you know, they're dominant, like, guys who don't share a lot of carries, obviously. Um, And then you got to get young guys. Like, it's really important to, like, invest in, like, the guys who maybe go off in the next year or two or, like, just, like, more valuable in the trade or something like that. Um and then I don't really like defend defensive players. I'm not, I feel like it's mostly luck. I still like, I'm not super keen on defense and kickers. I think it's mostly luck, but um, if, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's mostly my philosophy. I try to, I've been trying to invest in, um, young talent that kind of will pay off later. So, like, I got a bunch of, like, people on my bench that are just, like, like Alexander Madison and uh, uh, Zach Moss and Justin Ross and Matt Coral that are, like, not doing anything, but, like, they might. So I'd rather have that than, like, just some, like, middle-of-the-road guy who might give me a few points but isn't really valuable in the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. I'll kind of. I think my comments will be about your team also. So we'll go on your team. 
and and then I'll give you my comments and it'll go it'll be a lot about philosophy of what I think you should do in the future okay um, but it's just kind of my feedback you can give it good or bad but we'll we'll start with your quarterback um your starters Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff you have a backup of Carson Wentz Davis Mills and Matt Corral Obviously, we'll go into this later. You have kind of older quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff, but you're but you have Caleb Williams and CJ Stroud as your developmentals coming in. So this may be your strongest point. As you do have Aaron Rodgers, he is older, but as we talked about, signed a contract, may play a couple extra years. I think you're actually pretty well as well set up in for the future as possible. Besides, like, Chris, who has Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. So, did you say he signed a contract or he's going to? He's he did sign one. When oh, he did? Yeah, he signed one, like, a four-year extension for, like, two Oh, you're right. You're like right. I, I forgot about that. You're right. When was that? This year. Uh, beginning of the season. Oh, okay. So that's the thing is that I bet the Packers would try to move on, but they can't because – Yeah. Um, because yeah, they, they paid three tag. years, three years, one hundred and fifty-one million dollars. Yeah, Man, let's be real. Aaron Rodgers so, is going to get that money. I'm going to act like I knew that when I made the trade. So next year, <laughs> the Packers have to pay him sixty million dollars. Nice. And it's guaranteed, fully guaranteed. I'd like to see him get traded by forty-nine something or the Colts or something That'd oh be- I agree the thing is that 60 million is a lot so maybe they will but I don't think they could attract a bunch of draft capital but right. what do you think do you think quarterbacks your bright one of your brightest features uh going forward oh yeah yeah for sure I think um I definitely saw that hole when I had Jared Goff and Carson Wentz um and so Last year, I got Caleb Williams because I, I just saw some of his tape, and it was like up. I think it was like Jason. How I, I was, I was sitting and watching his tape one time. I watched the first three plays, and I was like, "This is the best quarterback OU's may have ever had." And this was when he was a junior in high school, without yeah. being committed to OU. Really. Yeah, yeah it was like before his junior year he threw I think it was his sophomore year he was I was watching his tape from his sophomore year so it was before his junior year and I was like I was like we have to try to get this guy like not like because if you remember Brock Vandegrift was probably going to go to OU at that time and then was committed a couple months later and I was like we we need this dude he's much better yeah he's a beast I uh it was like there was a couple guys like Zach Howell or some couple guys who were like supposed to be good and um, were drafted right around in the dev. And I was like, man, I, I'm not being a homer here. You know, I really think Caleb could be like a Patrick Mahomes type, you know, quarterback where it's just like makes plays happen. He's tall. He's not going to get batted down at the line. Like he's he's really impressive. So I'm excited about that. I haven't watched a ton of CJ Stroud, but like I saw the like how high he's good, how high <laughs> recruited, and like how 
you know, it seems like he he could be like the top QB going. And um, you know, I I did give up a lot to you, Brian, to be able to get him, but I was just like I had two like middle pack um uh picks that probably would have been well, I didn't think that Jackson whatever and so, is it so Zach I didn't think they would fall that far. Oh but Jackson plus the Jigba, yeah. That's probably who I would have got. And I I feel like giving those up and like what one first round pick, um it is a lot, but like if if Stroud works out it'll be worth it because I'll have, you know, two awesome QBs for a long time. And so yeah, I I was really happy that I was able to to get those guys. Obviously mm-hmm. I I made the trade because I thought I got more value, but I can if CJ Stroud works out, I'll look I'll be the one that looks so I mean that's that's how it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, but I guess they are your only developmental players coming in, but heck, those are probably the top two developmental players besides maybe Bryce Young coming in. So obviously you have a you have some great developmentals, um, especially after your dud of Justin Ross. But we'll go to your running backs. Your starters are Javante Williams, obviously on IR because of the torn ACL and MCL. Antonio Gibson's kind of made a comeback here recently. Uh, pretty, pretty proud of you. Uh, or proud of him, honestly. Yeah. I'm proud of Jason specifically. And then Cam I'm proud of Jason Akers. for holding him. <laughs> yeah, I really am. Oh yeah, then, I got some junk trade offers for him when uh, someone was like, "Well, it wasn't junk. I don't know if it was." It was Cade, and we all know. It was me too. Yeah. I gave him a junk offer too. Like, I saw <laughs> Brian Robinson's supposed to be the starter, so I was wondering if you wanted these two dirty nickels I found in my couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you need to use that advice and do the thing with Cam Akers because the talent is still there. I'm going to hang on to Akers just in case he lands somewhere where he's utilized. Hey, Brian, you. picture Mike a little bit, if you don't mind. Orient it closer to that beautiful mouth of yours, if you can. Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, give me one more time. I don't know what else to change. Oh, that's my better. Ears. Nope, nope. That was, <laughs> that was better. You were just a little fuzzy, but keep it up. Keep it up. All right, well, Alexander Madison, obviously, he's a good stash. Maybe if Dalvin Cook goes down, you could trade him for a couple picks uh, to a contender. Samadji P. Ryan, he's Samadji P. Ryan. Oh, you homer right there. Zach Moss JD, uh, and J.D. McKissick, kind of backups. Didn't Zach Moss – I don't traded. know. Didn't he get cut or traded? He's with the Colts now. That's right. I knew something happened to him recently. But I picked I think, him up off the waiver wire like four weeks ago, actually. Okay. Do you, you want to give your uh, feedback about the uh, your running back? Yeah, uh, it's pretty bleak. Um, <laughs> but I I got Javante Williams as the second overall a couple years ago um, after Kyle Pitts and. I'm. I mean, I'm pretty pumped. He looks really good. I feel like Denver was wasn't giving him enough carries, kind of like a 
Tony Pollard situation where he's just a beast, but for some reason they're still giving Zeke carries. But um, I, I'm excited about Javante. And then otherwise, like, Gibson is very athletic. I'm not sure what's been holding him back. I guess injuries. But, yeah, he's had a nice run uh, lately. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I just got to, like, hope and pray that Akers and Madison, you know, somehow – turn out I don't I just I need to definitely like rebuild the my running back situation uh pretty quickly yeah I think you have some young players there just you got to get the depth and also a superstar to emerge I think Javante Williams will probably emerge Antonio Gibson's got the talent K-Makers actually think has the talent but they've actually got to do it I mean for sure uh Jake you have anything uh I like his rep I like Javante Williams. I think it'll probably be about two years, kind of similar to Saquon. Like the next year after a pretty rough knee injury, you're not quite the same. But, I mean, obviously Saquon's come back from it. He's looking really looking good. Uh, Antonio Gibson has the same build as JT. If he just doesn't fumble, I mean, he could be freaking good. They just need to realize who he is as a player. And he's used in the passing game, which is great. So, I mean, it's it's there. Yeah, and depending on how you build, if you have great quarterbacks, you've got Jalen Waddle, you've got another like, get another good receiver or something like that. Uh, you've got T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, you can you can make a pretty good team and make a pretty good run having a stud like a I think they called it like well, what do you either way you you can have like one stud running back and then you kind of have a, a more of a middle of the road one and you can still make it really far as long as you've got guys in other areas and so if you. And quarterback plays huge, especially in super flex. I mean, you you can make do with what you've got. Yeah. Well, we'll go to your receivers. Jalen Waddle, as we previously mentioned, just headlines the group here. Then you have the two, uh, one former and one current, Pittsburgh Steeler and Deontay Johnson, and then Juju Smith-Schuster as your starters. And you have, you have kind of an interesting wide receiver group, uh, especially on your bench with Cortland Sutton. Kind of has uh, not uh, met, met expectations this year. Same thing with Rondale Moore, especially as he is coming in into the NFL. I expected more from him. Michael, He's playing Thomas better. Sorry, he's playing better the last couple of weeks. I just got to throw out he, there real quick. Right, carry on. We'll see. Carry on. Michael Thomas has fallen apart since the first year that you had him. KJ Osborne's even kind of – He's been there, but hasn't emerged. Jahan Dotson, I actually really like as a player. Probably, if you weren't in like wanting to rebuild, I would definitely try to trade for him. Obviously, and then you have Jarvis Landry. He's kind of older than Justin Ross. He just kept on with the developmentals, hoping he catches on to the team. Um, do you have anything special to say about your receivers, uh, Jason? Um, well. I mean, yeah, I got really fortunate with how Waddles turned out. I mean, two is awesome. He's really making those guys look good. Um, hopefully that just lasts for a while. Um, Deontay Johnson and – Deontay Johnson and uh, Jahan Dotson, I think, are – Oh, and Cortland Sutton, I think are all incredible. And I think that their quarterbacks are holding them back right now. 
Uh, especially uh-huh. Portland Sutton. He is a beast. But Russell Wilson is just like out of his mind. I don't know what dust. So I was so psyched this year. I think the reason I part of the reason I thought I could make a run was uh, Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton. I thought Russell Wilson was just going to like go off and they were going to just, you know, dominate. But that didn't work out. But everybody did, dude. Everybody thought the offense was going to be special, like a top like five offensively, and they're dead like last. Yeah, it's Wilson may be the most common name on our podcast. Uh-huh. It's he brings in- a lot of pain. Um, Juju's Juju. I, have, I mean, hit or miss. I kind of uh-huh. miss Gabe Davis, but um, he's hit or miss too. I mean, it's, it's up yeah. or down. Yeah, he's he's like you get thirty points or you get four points. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like your you've got a lot of names in your wide receiver room like I like it but you're right it's just quarterback plays just been absolutely killing these guys but it's it's nice to have talent it is yeah, but sure. I th- I, th- I think the thing that might hurt you might be like how many players we can hold next year I'd have to look into how old a lot of your guys are but mm-hmm. that, that Brian that's a real change I'm gonna look into at some point I'd love to talk about it we don't need to go into it now at all but uh that just that could be something to look into your overall age of some of your guys. I'm not sure on all of them, but by the way, I like I like your receiver room a lot. I just wish quarterback play was better. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll go on to your tight ends. Uh, pretty solid group here with TJ Hawkins and Mike Kosicki. I really like TJ Hawkins, especially after the trade. Um, I mean, in general, I mean he's you got one that you can start every week. That's it's a win in itself. You have a top five ish tight end, dynasty tight end. So good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's hard, uh, hard to get those. I mean, if he's doing what he's doing with Detroit, like once he gets going with the Vikings, like he could be dangerous. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not like yeah. Kirk Cousins is elite, but he's good. And like Justin Jefferson's going to take a ton of the defenders away from, you know, to leave him open. He's yeah, a good I outlet. Think, I think he'll end up cannibalizing Madam Thielen, honestly. He could what? Like cannibalize all the targets that Adam Thielen was getting just because oh, yeah. Adam Thielen was always like the safety net. I think she Hawkins can turn into that. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I don't think there's a lot to talk about your tight ends. I think obviously Mike Kosicki is he's solid. I don't think he's been utilized enough in his early career, but I think that that's kind of started to change. But we'll see. But we'll go to your uh, kicker. Do you uh, do you love your uh, kicker? Young I, I think I got him. Like I don't know if I got him when we drafted to begin with, but I got him a few years ago, and I've just hung on to him. Really solid kicker. He's one of the more accurate ones. Um, he's pretty accurate. And I love his name, Young Ho. Yeah, I I also like I mean, you know, Asian rights, right? I don't know how many of I don't know if either of you have uh Asian players on your team, but I do, you know, I want to support the Asian community. So uh, that's good, Jason. That means a lot. <laughs> no wonder uh that you enjoy talking to Ricardo or uh, Richard, Ricky. Ricardo. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I have any Asian players on my team. 
I yeah. know, I'm looking right now. I was looking at that and I was like, wow, Jake. No. Uh, <laughs> That's very insensitive of me. <laughs> Just get Dominic in soon. Wait, <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was like Samoan. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's my bad. Um, if this was a video podcast, I'd really love to throw up Ron Hubble's last TikTok. It's a lot of fun. Um, should I? Uh, do I need to watch it right now, dude? Yes, watch it. <laughs> this is great podcast content. Play the um sound of the mic. I'll see if it'll. I don't think it will, but I'll try. I didn't even know Ron had a TikTok. I just discovered it. He does. <laughs> it's like a minute of him walking around to like Cowboys. Like... <laughs> this is the greatest video I've ever seen. <laughs> Brian, send it to me on text. I'll I'll watch it after this. Uh, all right. Well, I'll explain it to the. Uh... Viewer to the listeners. Wow, I it is Ronaldo walking into a restaurant called the Ranch, and it is a very slow video as in his just him walking, a minute long, and he has no smile on his face, <laughs> and it says showing up to the ranch just because new season of Yellowstone drops today because why not. I love Ron so much. Getting a great <laughs> steak for dinner in honor of Yellowstone dropping tonight. Not with his sons. And and uh, this was yeah, this was a few days ago. But it also he has a toothpick in his mouth, a cowboy hat, a vest, and cowboy boots on. So he's like shut up, dressed up for it. <laughs> I would have liked it more if he went into Western Sizzling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll, we'll get back on track <laughs> with <laughs> Brian's favorite part, the individual defensive players. Jason, I have no idea who Legereus Need is for your defensive back, to be He's honest. Next. Next. <laughs> I just picked him I up. Think, you know, I had Jeremy Chin and he got hurt, so I picked I up. I, I think you can pick up another. We can talk about after this, so I think you should pick up just because I want to help you out. And then uh, Cameron Hayward, defensive lineman, is also good. And you have Chase Young coming back for injury. I like Chase Young. He's young. I shouldn't have dropped him, but I really didn't want to keep him through his entire injuries. Um, Then linebacker, you have Fred Warner and C.J. Mosley. Obviously great players. I've had C.J. Mosley on my team half the year. He's played really good, but I I have Shaq Leonard. I'm kind of building toward the future, hoping he gets healthy. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any – do you have any thoughts about your defensive players or you want to move on? Quickly, I'll just say um, I kind of regret drafting Jeremy Chin in like the second round a couple years ago. Not really sure what I was doing there. but uh, you, you actually drafted him right after Cole Komet and right before Chase Playpool. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, – yeah, I didn't – I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just like, well, this guy looks good. guess it'll be good to have a nice young – What? I don't want to talk about it, okay? Um, <laughs> In the same yeah. draft, I drafted Chase Young right after A.J. Dillon, right before Jalen Hurts. All right, move on. 
Hey, Jason, to, to be fair, there were only 24 picks in that draft, and that was the 22nd overall pick. So, like, yeah. you're, you're okay. Um, the uh, I will say, I think Fred Warner this year was the highest-rated linebacker. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he, he is really good. He's one of the best linebackers in the league for sure. Um, yeah. Well, we've already talked about your developmental players. So I'll talk a little bit about your picks that you own. Uh, you own all your picks, except me and you have swapped first-round picks this year, which obviously looks a little better for you, as I am currently the 11th seed. Or 11th, yeah, 11th seed, you are the 9th seed. That was a beautiful development. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, I, I definitely regret that whenever I also wasn't sure if I was going to tank yet. I should have thought about that a little more, but oh well. Um, and then you also uh, trade away your 2025 first round. And I, was that the Aaron Rodgers trade? Yes. yes. Okay. And then, uh, but you also own Kane's 2024 first round. So I kind of think that even there. Lots of, you have, you've traded away two firsts and you've gotten two firsts. So. Yeah. Not even on your picks. Um, what did Jake, you say about the 2024? Uh, just that you have Cadence 2024 first, yeah. and that will be a pretty high pick. It'll be a good one. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm really pleased with how my other people's picks that I've gotten have turned out with Caden and Brian. I can imagine. Well, uh, Jake, <laughs> I I like to hear whenever Brian actually makes mistakes. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going, nice. to, I'm, I'm going to give my opinion to you, Jason, now. I've kind of gone through your team, kind of looked at it. So I think you have players. I think you have assets. I don't think your players are like – it's not like you trade all the way your picks like Caden has or Yash has. So it's like you still have the future in there. I think you're kind of sitting at the middle, but you do have those quarterbacks coming in. So that's a huge bright side or bright yeah. bright side coming in. But what I would challenge you to do is something that I've done on my team recently. If you truly think your 2025 is your first year of competing, I think you need to write down every every player, every running back that is old twenty or let's say twenty five or older on your team and every receiver that's twenty seven or twenty eight or older on your team. Write them down and try to trade them to for whatever you can get because they're not going to be valuable in your fantasy playoff runs. Yeah. I think that's my biggest, like, you're there. I think you have the talent. I really – Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, you're, that's the second coming. Like, that's that's amazing. Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle's great. I think you have the running backs there there. However, I think for you to take the next step, you'll need the assets to be able to trade later on. So I think you need to trade some of your older assets, like Juju. So get something, even if it's money, get out of Michael Thomas and get a higher developmental. Yeah. Something. Deontay Johnson. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I don't think you can get much for, but even Rondale Moore, if uh, obviously, like Jake said, he's picked it up the last couple weeks. See if you can get something. Aaron Rodgers, see if, uh, see if Yash would trade for him. Because he's uh, running the zero or one QB thing right now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you just kind of need to write the players that you want to trade and start uh, working the phone. Yeah, I think that's smart. I- Dynasty's hard. It really benefits like the managers who 
I guess if you're if you're in more of like the middle, like the middle pack, kind of like how me and you both were, Jason, like for the this past season, uh, it really benefits the guys who really do like a lot of work. And so, like, I'm not trying to talk crap on Logan, but like on like Logan's stage, he doesn't really have to do that much work, like where he's at right now, because his team is so freaking good. Uh, he is a wealth of knowledge. So I mean, like he might not be the best for trying to come up with like trades for certain people, but obviously you could still use them. We're like, Hey, I'm about to trade Juju for this. Like he'd still be like a, a good, like good guidance for that. But it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of throwing a lot of crap out there and a really sad looking at your team at the end of the year and be like, Oh man, <laughs> they're all gone. But you get so much money. You get so much money for the open bench spots, which is nice. Yeah. 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 What do you get like ten dollars? Yeah, $10 if you're roster spot. Uh huh. And so if your bench is completely empty because you get one got money from it already, and then got trade picks for it too. I mean, uh, the full commit to a rebuild is hard. I will say that. That's what stunned mine for so long. A fully committing and being like, okay, I am actually going to do a rebuild. Man, that is so difficult because mentally you do not want to do that because you're a competitor. You already talked about how. Uh, you, you mean you, you like to win like that's an aspect of it man it is hard to give in and go full rebuild on stuff but it's worth it it's I mean, if you listen to a lot of big dynasty guys that's kind of what they do yeah well uh jake do you want to give a recap or are you good on it good on it i'm good i think the big thing to talk about like when i look at teams like we've looked at jason's team and we've talked about like how like he's having a rough year and whatnot you're like man his team's just bad uh, in reality, it's not. When you actually get to do these deep dives and check teams out and look at them, you get to really see how much potential these guys have. And it gives me more hope for, like, the league to be competitive and for fun, like, moving on. Like, great quarterback room coming in, freaking great talent at receiver, just bad quarterback play from a lot of these guys, uh, a phenomenal running back with Javante, got freaking TJ Hawkinson. So, like, the team's there. The team, like, he's got, a, he's got good bones for it. It's just utilizing some picks coming up and making sure he's getting some good assets and being somewhat patient. But uh, the team's there. Like he's he's got a solid shot. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Well, let's let's go into the trade. Did you, did you have something to say, Jason? No, I I, I appreciate that. I I agree though. I think it's it's tough to like fully rebuild when I know how good my team is. Like it's really close. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, it's injuries suck to too. Yeah. Injuries, yeah, injuries suck the energy you have for your team and kind of, what, <laughs> especially like how you talked about earlier. Had you had pl- like you had plans, you're like, oh, the Broncos are going to be good. They're like, I've got a, I've got a real shot. We've got, I've got these guys on it. This is before Cam Akers kind of blew up and everything happened with him. And then just reality can sometimes slap you in the face, and you're like, oh. Freaking uh, Russell Wilson's dust. Cam Akers is not doing too hot. Yeah, and it just vastly affects your team, and and, and Javante gets hurt, and you're like, oh man, it's, it's like when you got, this is rough. When you got like the flop comes out, and you got two pair, and then the turn comes, and there's three of one suit, and you're like, okay, this was a really good hand before there was three clubs out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> well, if, uh, let's. Uh, let's talk about the trades. Uh, both of them involved me and Jake. So, Jason, you're going to have to grade the trades this week. Well, 
Ryan acquires a 2026 second round, $15 in Kyron Williams. Jake acquires 2023 Jake's third round in Tyler Lockett. What do you think about the trade and try to grade it, Jason? Okay, let me pull it up because I kind of miss yeah, it. it. It's a 20. Uh, I'll let you pull it up. Oh, I got it. I got it. Brian gets 2026 20, second, 15. Uh, <clears throat> who's Kyron Williams? He is a rookie running back from Notre Dame, and his first week was this last week. And he actually got a good amount of carries. Um, he didn't do bad at all. Who's he play for? Uh, Cam Akers team. The Rams. The uh, I made I made the trade yeah, the because I really needed a I really needed a wide receiver that would put up more consistent points, and Brian was so gracious to give me a pretty fair trade for for yeah Kyle Lockett. I, yeah I didn't have I didn't really know who Kyron Williams was but um, if he's like a decent rookie, for, uh, he was he was really decent leading up to the combine, Brian. Like Kyron yeah. was looking really solid until the combine. He's just he's slow, but I mean he put up numbers at Notre Dame, and then the Rams have already like they've already shown interest in Kyron Williams and who he could be. Unfortunately, he got hurt before the year really started, and so I mean we'll see we'll see how that develops yeah. with the team. But. I don't I don't think that's a bad trade. It's one of the more fair ones I've seen Brian do. <laughs> Brian's a negotiator, man. You don't even know how much we negotiate on the dollar amount. <laughs> I uh, I make sure I can get what I want or get what I can. Brian, well, I think we... I think it'd be more fair when we start doing these trades to ask like which side you would rather be on, like for it, instead of giving like an A, B, C, or D. It just makes it easier. It's, yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of hard though at the same time because if it benefits both sides. Like he said, like it's this, fair. I think it. I think if Jason says it's fair, it's just it's good to kind of move on from it okay. because it yeah. obviously it, it benefits both sides. But uh, Brian, I just on my end, I appreciate you making this trade with me at the time. Tyler, Tyler Lockett's not part of your future, and you're getting something out of him, and you probably would have not gotten much out of it previously for him. Yeah. And I, I yep. needed another receiver, so I appreciate the trade. I just want to real quick. Uh, real quickly interrupt and say Brian sent the Ron TikTok and in the group me and Logan goes <clears throat> I move away for a month and you guys forget how to act <laughs> <laughs> no Ron Ron started acting like that after he went to Colorado and visited Logan <laughs> oh yeah so maybe Logan's the issue here I think Logan's the issue he went to Colorado and saw what it was like out in the country in Colorado Springs Yeehaw, baby. Bronco, Bronco yeah. country, baby. Let's ride. Uh, Let's ride. I can't wait till Jason, you know Jason's TikTok next week. You know how many times I said Bronco's country? That's right. When I was in Colorado. As you should. It should just be like in your veins. Constantly said it. And everyone in the car was like, shut up. And I was like, Bronco's country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Well, it's so time for Brian's. Fantasy time machine. <laughs> Wait, hang on. You uh, yeah. trade. What about the other trade? Well, I was since it hasn't been pushed through. I was gonna wait till next week. It was to be fair, Jason. It wasn't much. Just be like what it basically was. Uh, is I literally didn't have another running back that could start this week, 
and I'm playing Logan. And I just wanted like a, a warm body to kind of fill it. And so Brian basically gave me like a second pick swap between me and Yash. Was that right? Correct. For Latavius Murray and then like my worst player that I have. So like Brian, again, very fair trade for like what it is because he knows I'm not going to – he knows I'm not going to start Latavius Murray after this week. Ron goes, I better start getting some likes on that post or I'm going to start vetoing every trade. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, Brian, hit us with your time machine. I'm excited because I have no idea what we're about to do. Well, I had a couple ideas, but I went with this one. It's a very short one. It's a very simple, and I think it's going to be the best one. Keegan has broken the record for the least amount of points in a single week. 60.3 points as our four-year record has been broken. I believe it was by Xander a couple years ago, and Keegan has now taken the reins of that that record uh you, you need to post that you need to post that in the group i do I, I always i try to wait a week though so if you have a if you get if you listen to the podcast you get a, a little bit extra early scoop on it well who is he playing who is he playing me was playing you i know it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> This was awesome. I was like, I my team was doing bad, and I'm whooping this dude. <laughs> Poor guy. He's he's in a rough spot too. We need to interview him, Brian, to kind of see what his plan is yeah. and how he's going to kind of get out of that. Hey, did you not? Did you have something else for the time machine? I know you sent that link earlier. The time that that link was just Chris's link. Oh, is that Chris's? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do something with that. Then. Yeah. No, I never uh, did anything, but uh. I was going through a couple of the old record books, but I think that was my plan all along. But as soon as Keegan broke the record for the least amount of points, I just want to focus on that one. Especially yeah. since it's against Jason. Yeah, so yeah. it was just perfect. His quarterback, Tua, well, okay, he started Matt Stafford, who didn't play. But Tua had 23 points, and the rest of his guys had less than 10 no, it was hard. We went through it on the. We went through it already, on the matchups, and I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> when you score sixty points, I mean, that's that is difficult. I mean, Joe Mixon basically scored that by himself uh, last I mean, two weeks ago, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, he did. That was crazy. Uh huh. That that was completely insane. But, uh, Jason, do you? I mean, we reached basically the end of our show sheet. Um, we can. We can sum up. I can talk to you more after this. But uh, do you have anything you want to say or anything like that for, like, the league? Oh, you know, I didn't have a prepared statement. But um, (laughs) I'm going to speak from the heart and say I I love you all deeply. Um, I really – no, I do. I do really like you guys. I love some of you. I won't say who. And, um, you know, I, I think we should hang out more. Uh, the little bit I've hung out with, with some of you is, has been a lot of fun. And, you know, I see why um, y'all became friends when you did. And um, I'm, I hope that, you know, we pass these teams down to our sons one day when we're too old <laughs> to understand how the Internet works. It's and, too advanced. Yeah, when it's when they're playing 
uh, the NFL games when they're like the London games are like on Mars or something. Um, that'll that'll be cool. I no, I, I hope we we keep this going, and I have no in, intentions of ever of ever leaving or or passing passing the buck. But um, I think it's cool how much time and energy that Brian and Logan put into setting it up and Brian, Brian especially does with keeping up with all the trades and uh, the spreadsheets and stuff. Like it's, it's really awesome. And so I thank you and uh, Jake, you're a great guy. I wish we, I wish we've had more time to spend together because um, I really appreciate uh, you as a person and just like how you treat people. I think it's really cool. Well, You're gonna make me cry. Really, Thank you so much. Well, <laughs> thank you, Jason. I it makes me really happy to hear that. One, I didn't think you were gonna go anywhere in the league, but it's just so it's so fun to hear guys talk about like, like you just said, pass it to our sons. I'm imagining my sons getting me like my team in the middle of a rebuild. Like, dude, dad, your team sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, easy. But no, yeah, yeah, I got made the playoffs back in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yes, son. It was historic. I've been last three years in a row. Who <laughs> would have seen that coming? Son, it's, it's... in 2026, <laughs> I have the greatest league's ever seen. They were right about that team. We wrote a book about it in the podcast one day. By the way, go check out the podcast. Check out the podcast. <laughs> no one listens to podcasts anymore, Dad. We just upload it to our brain. <laughs> I don't think we can end it anymore. I don't think so. I think that's the perfect ending. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it was both Brian and I's pleasure to be able to interview Jason, have conversations with him, get to know a little better. Uh, please share this with your friends. Uh, please be safe and good luck to all your fantasy teams for those who are listening. Uh, you all take care. See ya. Bye.